these are some trying times, aren't they? <laughs> and it, and it's, the world is so backwards. It's like in these times right here, we really, really, really need God. And it's moving away from the Lord. Amen. That's just backwards. Amen. This is these end times. Amen. But it's, it's natural in the natural and the world is in the natural. But in the natural, that's really how it gets with us. You know, it's like when you almost at the very end, that's when, you know, it, it gets tough. You want to you want to uh, throw in the towel. You're right there at the end, and you want to throw the towel in. Amen? But I'm here to encourage you today. You know, if you're right there at the wit's end, and we're in the end times, it's time to get closer to God. It's not time to throw the towel in. Amen? <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. It's the last days, and we are witnessing a lot of evil and a lot of hate. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. But this is the time we got to press more than ever. Press your way right now, Saint, to God. I know it's not easy, but we're at the end. When you get to the end, sometimes you're tired. Amen. But even press even harder, Saint, to God. Because we're in some wicked times. We're in some, some uh, evil times. I was on the expressway yesterday. <laughs> I don't know why they drive like this. And it's like, I don't go to the city that much. <laughs> but I went to the city to take care of some business. And I'm almost, I'm like about maybe at 127th Street. I'm almost home. I'm just relaxing, cruising. This Dodge Charger flew by me. It had to be doing 100. And then when I saw it coming up, I'm waiting on the kaboom because he was just, and then he just went around me, went around the other car, and I just knew it was going to hit the car in front of me going down. And some kind of way he weaved around, and here was another car, a, uh, a Range Rover, chasing him. I say, Lord, just thank you, Lord. Thank, first, I thanked him for just keeping me from him crashing me. And then I just said, Lord, thank you for getting me home. Just get me home, Lord. <laughs> Good Lord. I mean, it's just, I mean, it's just all the time. You just don't know when it's going to jump off. But it's all around. Amen. We need God. I know I'm prayed up. Everybody prayed up in here? If not, make sure you get prayed up. Amen. Pray without ceasing all day long. Have God on your mind. So you know the call when you see that thing coming in the rear view. Lord Jesus. <laughs> Lord. And he know your voice. He ain't unfamiliar with you talking to him all the time. Amen. Hallelujah, Lord. <laughs> we need some evil times. But thanks to God, think about this question. What do we need to overcome evil? What overcomes evil? That's the question. Hey, that's good. That's good. That's good. But what overcomes evil is good. Amen. Good overcomes evil. But what overcomes hate? Come on, Elder Deutsch. Love. <laughs> when you get hate, now you need some love. Amen. Love overcomes hate and good overcomes evil. Amen. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. And when you sum it all up, what's the bottom line to the problem? It's God. Amen. Jesus said only God is good. Good overcomes evil. So God is the equation. And then we know God is love. <laughs> Amen. So the, the end equation is God. That's why I say we got to press right now. I know you're tired. You're at the end. 
how can I just rest? Can I just? Nah, this ain't time to press. Huh? Pray even more. Watch even more. Amen. So thank you, Jesus, for being with us in these last days. He's the answer to the last days, saints of God, the final hour, the last trump, the end times. All those are the same. At the end, you got to press harder, saints of God, because Christ is the answer. And right now, I think I put that on the, on the program, we need God more than ever. <laughs> but the problem is, again, the world is turning away from God. When I heard that the song, uh, uh, I Give Myself Away, and they said something, I heard a verse in there I hadn't heard. It said, just think, if the world can grab that concept, give myself away. Not being so selfish. I always want to have your way. Amen. Think about that. They can grab that concept. I'm going, Lord, I'm going to give it to you. Amen. What a, what a different place we'll be living in right now. But as children of God, saints, we, got to, we have to get close to God. Amen. Because hate and evil is really running rampant. Amen. Man's heart and his tongue without the Lord are wicked. Amen. You hear me? Without Christ, that heart and tongue, whoo, we need God. I'm going to show it to you. Let's turn to Proverbs chapter 16. Let me show you something real quick the Lord showed me yesterday. Proverbs chapter 16, saints of God. <clears throat> oh, Carlton, you got me. Praise God. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Although I want you to go to verse 1. Proverbs 16 and 1. That's the one. It says, the preparations of the heart in man and the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. Amen. Just like God is good and, and God is love. And well, the preparation of our heart and the answer to our tongue is from the Lord. Man and woman of God has a heart. We have to have a heart that stayed on the Lord. And Jesus told us in his own words, the Holy Spirit will put in our mouth what to say. Amen. So our heart and our tongue is from the Lord. Amen. Look at verse 11. I mean, I'm sorry, verse, verse uh, that was Proverbs 16 and 1. Let me show you this in Luke 12. And verse 11. That's what I have here. Luke 12 and verse 11. It says, And when they bring you unto the, mat, unto the synagogues and unto magistrates and powers, take you no thought how or what thing you shall answer or what you shall say. See, in those pressing moments, and that's where we're at now, we're in some pressing hard times. You, you, you don't have to think or worry about what you're going to say when you brought before these the people who have to rule over you, because it says the synagogues and the magistrates and the powers. Don't worry about what I'm going to say. Well, well, I don't know what to say. Because <laughs> it's saying that this scripture right here is saying, take ye no thought. Well, what to say? Why? Look at verse 12. For the Holy Ghost shall teach you in the same hour what you are to say. Amen. <laughs> Again, saints, the preparation of the heart and the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. Amen. This kind, this, this kind of reminds me of when God sent Moses to Pharaoh to warn him and let him know, Pharaoh, you got to let my people go. Y'all remember that? Amen. 
Well, Moses was worried because he said, well, I can't talk that good. And he worried about, you know, what, what he's going to say. <laughs> and, and he said, and furthermore, Lord, when I come at this magistrate, this power, who should I tell him sent me? <laughs> and the Lord so, told him, tell him I am sent you. Amen. Not only does God send you those saints, he, he is with you. Amen. And it's him doing the talking through you. Say amen to that, saints. Uh, when he send you on assignment like that, it's not you. Amen. It's him talking through. What, what did the scripture say? Let's go back to the scripture again. The preparation of the, man, of, of the heart of man. He got to prepare your heart first to go. Amen. And the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. Say amen to that. I just wanted to show you how it looked like in the scriptures. Amen. When he sent Moses, you better believe me, he had to prepare his heart. And he also had to let him know what to say. Huh? Not to be afraid. Tell him I said, let him go. Amen. Hey, say amen for God don't want us in bondage. He don't want us in I love that. Amen. His will is for us to be free in him. That's the will of God. Amen. You don't have to be in bondage to anything, especially sin. Amen. Oh, I thank God for that. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, let's go back to Proverbs chapter 16 and verse 2. It says, all the ways of a man are clean in his own eyes, but the Lord way of the spirits. <laughs> hey, this is, a real big, this is a real big reason that we need God. Amen. Because when we look at our own doings, it always seems right. Everything we do in ourselves seems right, saints of God. Amen. People are shooting right now. They're killing all kind of civil unrest. But in their own eyes, you know what, how they feel? They're not doing nothing wrong. <laughs> they, don't, they don't feel like they're guilty. They do. See, when that, all that guilt and condemnation come on you, you stop doing it. <laughs> but they evidently don't feel like we're we not doing nothing wrong. <laughs> All the ways of a man are clean in his own eyes. Huh? We look at it and say, this is crazy. Look how he's driving. Look how, but he don't think he did doing nothing wrong. <laughs> I'm getting away right now. <laughs> huh? <laughs> in his eyes, if I was, to, I wish I could talk to him right now. He'll, he'll stand up here. If we, we can interview him. <laughs> Why was you driving your car like that? You could have killed somebody. Oh, I, I had to get away. Wasn't nothing wrong with that. In, his, in our own eyes, everything we do seems to be correct, saints of God. We make excuses for them, justify the things we do. Say amen to that, saints. In other words, man can be self-deceived, but God determines his true motive. That's what that scripture is saying. See, our body is just a house we live in for a short time, saints of God. And this, uh, what do they call it, secular humanism teaches that we are the center of everything and we should follow our own desires. That's what we have in us naturally, to follow our own desires. But God says that leads to destruction. That's why he don't want us in our flesh. Our flesh's own desires is to do whatever it want to do. Amen. And in, in, in our flesh... Everything seems to be right, what we're doing. Amen. <laughs> but this, the scriptures tell us what we need to be doing and what we, we don't need to be doing. Amen. 
The flesh desires are right, saints, in our own eyes. But the, but the Lord, that's why it says, the Spirit be led by the Spirit. Amen. The Spirit wants to please God. Amen. That's why we, we have to be led by it. Oh, thank you, Jesus. It says, the scripture said, be led by the spirit and, and you won't fulfill the lust of sinful flesh. Say amen to that, saints. Look at verse 3. It says, commit thy works unto the Lord and thy thoughts shall be established. See, this scripture is saying, whatever you do, do it as unto the Lord. Commit your work to the Lord. Amen. Jobs done as unto the Lord are established forever, saints. Say amen to that. You know, you hear that saying, what's that saying? Only what you do for God will last. You hear people say that. That's what the scripture is saying. Commit thy works unto the Lord and thy thoughts shall be established. Amen. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Our work as unto the Lord succeeds. Amen. It's successful. Look at verse 4. The Lord hath made all things for himself, yea, even the wicked for the day of evil. I want to spend some time with that scripture. Because <laughs> this scripture sounds like it says God has made everything for himself. And it sounds like he made wicked. <laughs> God made wicked for the day of evil. Is that how it sounds? That's how it reads, right? Yea, even the wicked for the day of evil. Oh, this is a powerful scripture, saints. But I don't want y'all to get this one twisted. God made everything good. Everybody say amen to that. He did not make wicked. Amen. God didn't make evil. See, uh, what I'm saying is he didn't predestinate them to be evil. Because when you read this, you think, well, he made some things good and then he made some things evil. No, he didn't. He did not predestinate people to be evil. The will of God is for all of us to come to the knowledge of God and be saved in Jesus Christ. Say amen. What is the other scripture? I don't want one to perish, but all to come to repentance. That's the will of God. But some will not accept salvation in Jesus. Those are the ones that go bad. Say amen to that. Amen. God didn't create them bad. He created them with free will. I want you all to get this. Amen. He didn't create them evil. He just created them with free will, like all of us. That's what love is, saints of God. See, if, it, if, it, if God didn't love us like he loved us, he's not puppeting us. He's not saying, I'm created you to do, and you're a puppet, you're a robot. You, That's not love. Love is, I'm going to give you a choice. And then he says, I'll put blessings and curses in front, in front of you. Choose the blessing. He'll tell you what to do. This is what you should do, but I'm going to let you make a choice. I'm not going to make you do anything. Say amen to that. Huh? God gave us a choice, saints of God. Amen. And he created everything good. I want you to know that. Because this scripture will make, it, it, it reads like, yeah, even the wicked for the day of evil. Now, he didn't create wicked things. Amen. <laughs> In his loving kindness, he told us to choose life, saints. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. But what he will do, and this is one thing we really love, even that wicked, that those things that are not working out, all that stuff, he'll work all those things together for good. Amen. Let me, let me give you a perfect example. 
Get Romans chapter 9, verse 14 up there, Carlton. Romans 9 and 14. Here's a perfect example of that, saints. He doesn't create wicked things. Romans 9 and 14, verse 14 says, What shall we say then? Is there unrighteousness with God? God forbid. <laughs> Saints of God, it would be unrighteous for God to create certain people to be good and others to be evil. Don't y'all think that? If God was a God, I'm going to create this one to be good and I'm going to create this one to be evil. That's not righteousness. I'm trying to make it plain to you, Saints of God. He did not create evil. Amen. God created everything good. And when he created man on that sixth day, what did the Bible say? The Bible says, then God saw everything he had made and behold, it was very good. He said very good on that sixth day. Amen. All the other time, the Bible says he created this and he created that and he created and it was good. And he created this, and then he, on the sixth day, he created man and said, it's very good. Amen. God made everything good, saints, or behold, very good. Amen. That's what the scripture said. But you know what? This scripture, what I read, what shall we say then? Is there righteousness with God? God forbid. This scripture was actually talking about Jacob and Esau. See, verse 13 said, God loved Jacob, but he hated Esau. Amen. That's what the scripture was really talking about. But I, I wanted to use it as an example to show you that he doesn't create evil. Amen. But here's my question. It said God loved Jacob, Jacob, but hated Esau. Why did God hate Esau? <laughs> That's the question. Amen. God hated Esau, says, because he had no regard for his birthright, amen, which is very valuable. Esau sold his birthright, as you all know, for a bowl of soup. And Esau turned his back from God, which many do today, amen. That's why we're seeing what we're seeing in the world. Huh? Why is it so violent? Why is it so much hate? Because people have turned their back to God. I want to do what I want to do, period. Amen. So, and God doesn't like that. So he hated Esau, but he loved Jacob. Amen. Catch this revelation right here. Today you have the right to be born again. You all remember I told you one thing we really, everybody got to do. Amen. You got to be born again, right? You have that right. Amen. Remember, Jesus told him, he said, we must be born again. You can choose Christ. Why, saints? Because it's your birthright. <laughs> Everybody was born with that right to choose him. Oh, y'all better be saying amen. This is some good stuff. <laughs> Many choose the world and all of its temporary pleasures. But it's your birthright to choose Christ. Huh? Don't sell that. See, God hated Esau. Why? Because he saw he didn't care nothing about his birthright. You have the right to be born again. Say amen to that. I'm trying to give you a piece of meat right now, say to God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. God loved Jacob but hated Esau. Esau sold his birthright for a bowl of soup 
and turned his back from God. <laughs> That's what's going on today. Everybody got that birthright, but many, oh, I don't need that. Born again, nope. Amen. I'm not doing that. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. I'm turning my back from God. I'm doing what I want to do. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I'm just thanking God right now for saving me. Amen. I'm so grateful. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. People sell their birthright for this attractive world full of temporary pleasure. God hates that. Amen. God, see, it said God loved Jacob, but he hated Esau. Is God a respecter of persons? Huh? God is not a respecter of persons. He don't hate one and love the other. Amen. It was his actions. It's not the person he hates, but the evil choices we make. Amen. We choose temporary pleasure, an insignificant bowl of soup over joy unspeakable, eternal life. Amen. Life without end. Say amen to that. I don't know. I want that, saints of God. Huh? I want that life without end. So what does it say? What shall we say then? Is there unrighteousness with God? God forbid. He's already telling you it's not. They say God forbid if it's, if it's unrighteousness with God. No, it's not. The unrighteousness is with men who are without God. That's where your unrighteousness comes from, saints. Our righteousness is where? In Christ. Amen. But without Christ, you're unrighteous. Amen. Look at verse 15. For he saith to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy. And I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. <laughs> this is God's world, saints of God. And we are his creation. Amen. He is the creator. He can do what he want to do, but is bound by this word. Amen. <laughs> God is bound by what he says. He is his word. Right? Whatever he says he's going to do, that, that's what he has to do. So in him, we have nothing to worry about. He's just, because he's just and he's fair. Amen? Not like the world, which is unpredictable and out of control. <laughs> What'd you say, Vic? God is in, God is in control. Amen? <laughs> All the time. No matter what it look like out here, please know God is in control. He haven't lost control. Look at verse 16. So then, it is not of him that willeth, nor of him that runneth, but God that showeth mercy. <laughs> Saints of God, our salvation is not of our own doing. Amen. We can't save ourselves. At the end of the day, what saves us is God's grace and his mercy. That's what saved us. Amen. His compassion to come down here and down the cross for our sins. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. It's but God, saints, that showeth the mercy. Amen. Look at verse 17. For the scripture saith unto Pharaoh, here we go, even for this same purpose have I raised thee up, that I might show my power in thee, and that my name might be declared throughout all the earth. 
That's what I really wanted you to see. Because it looks like the scripture is saying that God created Pharaoh because it's saying it raised him up to show his power that God's name might be declared through all the earth. Again, God doesn't create evil saints to make himself look good. I'm going to say that again. God doesn't create evil to make himself look good. But this scripture, when you read it, say, well, he raised Pharaoh up so he can show his power and declare his name throughout all the earth. Amen. But God, he doesn't create those things, but he can use those things. Say amen to that. He just used him. Amen. He uses all things for his glory. He works all things together. Come on, saints. For good. For his glory. Amen. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Everything God made was good. Say amen to that. What did Jesus say? Only God is good, and God can use evil for good. Amen? That's why all things work together for good, saints. All things, saints, good things and evil things, God can work them all together for a good thing. Amen? And then we really say amen to that because we got some evil things going on right now, and we need God to work them together for good, and he's going to do that. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. Look at, I'm going to show it to you in another way. In, in uh, 1 Samuel, if you have your Bible, turn to 1 Samuel chapter 2. And I want you to look at verse 6. Talking about our God, it says, you know, it all started, what started this is, it said God created good, but then he, he uses evil things. And it, it can read, we can get that twisted. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. I want to show you this in Samuel. It started saying the Lord had made all things for himself, yea, even the wicked for the day of evil. And I just want to make it clear, God doesn't create evil. He just uses it for his good. First Samuel chapter 2, verse 6 says, The Lord killeth and maketh alive. He bringeth down to the grave and bringeth up. Everybody say amen to that. The Lord maketh poor and maketh rich and bringeth low and lifteth up. Verse 8 says, he raises up the poor out of the dust and lifteth up the beggar from the dunghill to set them among princes and to make them inherit the throne of glory. For the pillars of the earth are the Lord's and he hath set the world upon them. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. It's showing how God is in control. He, he raises one up. He sits one down. Amen. <laughs> he's, he's, he's making moves to make it all work together for good, saints. Look at verse 9. He will keep the feet of his saints, and the wicked shall be silent in darkness. For by strength shall no man prevail. <laughs> Did you all hear that? See, this scripture is saying we don't prevail by our own strength. Amen. Why? Because God is in control. It's letting you know, you know, some people want to take all the credit, but we learn to say in Christ, to God be the glory. <laughs> huh? Well, you did this and that was great and you did that. To God be the glory. Amen. He's working all things together for our good through us. Amen. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. 
It's saying, for by strength shall no man prevail. Thank you, Lord Jesus. How do we prevail, saints? <laughs> In Christ. <laughs> huh? We don't prevail through our own strength. God is in control. Huh? It says, he will keep the, the feet of his saints, and the wicked shall be silent in darkness. Huh? He keeps keep control of the wicked for us. Amen? And he's showing us. It says he'll keep the feet of his saints. He's showing us how to walk to avoid them. Amen? <laughs> like driving that car. Thank you, Jesus. That, that, I'm telling you, that Dodge Charger was coming at me so fast. But some kind of way, he weaved around. I, I don't know. I just said, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Let me show it to you another way. Turn to Zechariah chapter 4. Let's look at verse 6 real quick. I want to show you this. Hallelujah, Lord. I want uh, just to see that God is in control and he doesn't create evil. Everything he made was good. Zechariah 4 and verse 6 says this. Then he answered and spake unto me, saying, This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, saying, Not by not might, nor by power, but by my spirit, said the Lord of hosts. <laughs> That's how we prevail, saints. Not by might, not by power, but by the spirit of the Lord. Amen. That's what's missing in this out-of-control world. Hmm? They trying to take it by force. You know, not by might, not by power. And that's what we're seeing a lot of now. Everybody flexing one in their own way. I'm going to take this. I'm going to take that. We're going to shoot y'all up. Y'all going to shoot us up. What's missing? The spirit of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah, Lord. I just wanted to show you all that so you could better understand Proverbs 16, 4. You know, we said the Lord had made all things for himself, yea, even the wicked for the day of evil. Now I want to just go a little further in Romans. Look at Romans 9 and verse 18. It says, therefore have he mercy on whom he will have mercy and whom he will be and whom he will he hardeneth. This is another one of those scriptures. <laughs> it's saying it looks like God is a respecter of person, doesn't it? It said he can have mercy on whom he'll have mercy on and whom he will harden, he'll harden them. <laughs> that just don't sound right. Does it say to God, God's hardening some folks and he's having mercy on some folks. He's not a respecter of person. <laughs> but he is in control, saying to God. But here's the question. Because uh, when I read it, that's what, I, Lord, why would you harden? Why, why would God harden? Amen. We know he hardened. There's a few scriptures. He hardened Pharaoh's heart. <laughs> and he also hardened those kings that were coming against Israel. The Amorites and the Hittites and the Perizzites and the Jubasites. You remember the Bible said he hardened them. Amen. Why would he do that? <laughs> that's a good question, saints of God. Elder Dorsey said he know why. Praise God. But you know why God hardened all those hearts? Because they were coming against his people, Israel. Their hearts were already hard. Amen. <laughs> Their hearts were wicked, and God expedited the process to get rid of them. Huh? He told, he told, he told Moses, he said, look, I'm going to harden his heart. 
I'm a hard Pharaoh's heart. But this is what I want you to do, Moses. I want you to offer him this, offer him this, offer him this, and offer him this. But I'm a heart in his heart. He ain't going to take none of that. He's not going to let him go. <laughs> what sense does that make? Amen. But it, you know what it reminds me of, those saints of God? Heart, God, heart in his heart. It reminds me of, because sometimes you want to expedite things. Because when they don't make sense, uh, uh, like tidying, <laughs> it didn't make sense to me. So what did I do? I wanted to expedite it, double up on it, so I wouldn't have to do it for so long. See, God, some hearts, God is omniscient. He's all-knowing. Some hearts, he knows they're not going to never change. <laughs> Let me expedite that and get rid of this. Amen. Oh, Lord, the God is like that. Let me just expedite. They're not going to change. They're not going to ever turn. Amen. <laughs> I'm thinking, when I do this, when I double up on this, then I'll go broke really fast. And then I could just stop doing it. Then God, I have an excuse. I'm not going to do this, Lord. Look, I, I gave 20%. Look how fast I went broke. That, that what you're saying don't work. <laughs> but it didn't happen like that. Amen. When I gave 20%, you, let me just say this to you, if any of y'all, you can't outgive God. <laughs> Please know that. You will never outgive God. Amen. When you're giving, I'm buying cars, suits, all kind of stuff. Bank accounts tripling. Like, how in the world is this how I just want to send this money down to Arkansas to get these boys some pizzas? And some... God is something else. And that's what God is doing. I just wanted to show you all this principle. He hardens them hard because he knows they're not going to do it. He's not going to have to get rid of them. So let me harden them up and quicken this process. See, it's almost like, here's, another, here's, here's some revelation for you. It's like in the book of Revelation, God says, you can be hot or you can be cold, right? But what does he say about lukewarm? I don't want to be bothered with no lukewarm person. Amen. I'm going to spew you out. Why? He going to expedite. I'm going I'm to get rid of you. I want you to either be hot or then just go. That way I know what to do. But I can't have you playing being lukewarm. Huh? I'm going to spew you out of my mouth. It's the same principle, saints of God. He hardens whom he wants to harden. Look at verse 19. It says, Thou will say then unto me, Why doeth he yet find fault? For who have resisted his will? Okay, this is another one, saints of God. This is the proof of that other thing we read that says, All the ways of a man is clean in his own eyes. So he would ask that question. Why do, it, why do God find fault? What we're doing is right in our own eyes. Is that what the scripture is saying? For who, who's not doing what God, for who have resisted his will? Who's not doing what he wants us to do? It seems right to us what we're doing. Amen? <laughs> See, the, this, this is really our proof right here, saints. All the ways of a man is clean in his own eyes. In our flesh, we think whatever we're doing is right. Why is God finding fault? Who's resisting God? We, not, we ain't got nothing to do with God. That's really what they think, because they don't. We ain't doing nothing against him. We're just living our own lives. Amen. <laughs> doing our own thing. Oh, shaking my head, saints of God. Many are just ignorant to the word of God, which we talked about last week, right? They don't know his will. So how would they? That's why they say, who, why, why is God even getting involved? We're not even doing nothing with him. <laughs> they think this is just the way it is. You know, they got that saying, it is what it is. It just is what it is, Lord. We don't, we're not bothering you. <laughs> what a question. Look at verse 20. 
It says, Nay, but, O man, who art thou that repliest against God? Shall the thing formed say to him that formed it, Why hast thou made me thus? Paul is really saying, and this is the nerve of them even saying something so crazy. Why do he yet find fault? Who's resisting him? Paul's like, What? <laughs> See, we're, we're the creation saints. God is the creator. Amen. Look at 21. Have not the potter power over the clay? Trying to break it down so we can, this is an earthly illustration now. Have not the potter over the clay of the same lump to make one vessel unto honor and another unto dishonor? See, this scripture is saying the potter can create whatever he desires out of that day, out of that clay. Amen. If he needs a cup, then he'll create a cup. If he needs a hanger or a door hanger, he'll create a door hanger. Amen. He can form whatever. That's what this scripture says, say to God. God is in control. Look at 22. For if God willing to show his wrath and to make his power known, endure it with much long suffering, the vessels of wrath fitted to destruction. Oh, my God. It says, if God willing to show his wrath. See, it's some folks so wicked. That's what it's talking about, vessels of wrath. They're, they're just fitted for destruction. Like I was talking about Pharaoh. He had to, he hardened him. Why did he harden him? To expedite his fit for destruction. Amen. There's nothing we can do. And that's why I'm going to go off the, off the uh, grid for a second. Then I'm going to get right back. That's why we really got it all twisted in America with certain things, certain people. You know, we're going to let them back out into society. They're not going to change. <laughs> Amen. Why we can't get it? They're going to come right back out and kill another person, rape another kid. Do They're not changing. Amen. And we got that really twisted. And that's why Old Testament, they just kill them. You took a life? Oh, we're just going to take your life. Amen. They had, they had it right. Amen. We, oh, you did this? Okay. Whatever you sow, you're going to reap that. Is that what you want? I bet they'll think about it. Amen. But it's not like that today. Amen. We, we, we showing all this grace and mercy. See, this is what if God, willing to show his wrath and to make his power known, endure with much long suffering the vessels of wrath fitted for destruction? Some are just fit for destruction, saints. But what if God waited to show his wrath and his power? That's what the scripture is saying. Waited to destroy him. If he waited, <laughs> maybe some will repent. Amen. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. That's the question. But we were all at one point fit for destruction, saints of God. Amen. See, it's the grace and mercy part. Because the, the scripture said the wages of sin is what? It's death. So we was all fit for destruction. But we deserve the wrath of God. Amen. But we got the full pardon through the blood of Jesus. Amen. We could have got the wrath of God based on the scriptures. The wages of sin is death, but he waited. Amen. <laughs> what does this say? Willing to show his wrath and make his power endure with much long suffering. He suffered. He waited, suffered, and, and waited, gave us a, a time, a, a length of time to come. Everybody say, thank you, Jesus. Because some of us are hard-headed. I know I was. Took a long time. <laughs> Amen. But I'm so glad he was long-suffering. Amen. Hallelujah, Lord. 
we were spared, saints, the wrath of God, which is surely coming. Amen. And look at verse 23. And that he might make known the riches of his glory on the vessels of mercy, which he had afore prepared unto glory. See, we are vessels of mercy, saints. And God uses us to make known the riches of his glory. Everybody say amen to that. Let me show you this using Israel. Amen. How it just from the from the get go. Israel, the Jews were God's chosen people, right? Say amen to that. But they were unruly and disobedient and they could not keep the law of God. That's what got them in trouble. <laughs> they just couldn't keep that law. But God showed them mercy and sent his only begotten son to die for sin. Amen. What were they doing? What was Israel doing before, God, before Jesus came? They was sacrificing things for their sin. Goats and lambs and whatever else they for blood sacrifice to cleanse themselves. But God made that ultimate sacrifice, right? Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. But God showed him mercy and, and he came down and died for the sins. And that made a way for not only them to be saved, but it's really whosoever will, saints. Say thank you, Jesus. Whosoever believed that Jesus died on that cross for our sins could be saved. Thank you, Lord Jesus. But the Jews had a problem with that. Because they want to still try to work their way into heaven by keeping the law, which they can't keep. Amen. <laughs> if they could keep the law, do you think Jesus would have came down here? God would have came and died for them if we could keep the law? See, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves trying to keep the law. Amen. Jesus said, but he didn't come to abolish it. What did he say? He said, I didn't come to abolish the law. I came to fulfill it. Amen. So who you think going to fulfill the law? You? Who said they was going to fulfill it? Jesus. He said, I didn't come to, I ain't getting rid of the law. The law is in effect. But I'm going to fulfill it for you. Well, how does he do that? When you allow him to live in you. Now, he gets inside of you and he walks, he fulfills his law. You can't do it. You can try all day, you're going to mess up. Every time you get in your flesh, you're going to mess up. Amen. That's why you got to be born. Come on. Again. That's why you got to do it. If you don't do it, he can't come and you got to invite him in. He's not going to bust into your life. You got to invite him into your life. And once he comes into your life, he's going to fulfill the law in you. Amen. Oh, that's awesome, saints of God. But the Jews had a problem. They, they wanted to, to keep the law themselves. So they consider us heathens, right? Questioning God. Amen. How are you going to allow them in? You remember how in that previous scripture I read they, the, 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 about the potter and the clay? And, and they said, well, why would God, what do we do? See, they're questioning God. Now, how are you going to let them heathens in? Questioning the potter. Amen. <laughs> but God is the potter and his plan is to save all of us. And he's just and he's fair, saints of God. But you know what? When I look at that whole big picture... It's just, it's like, the, what's, the problem? what's the Jews' problem? They were the chosen people. Now they have to accept Christ, amen, to be saved. They got to accept Christ. And what do we have to do? 
We got to accept Christ. That grafts us in the family of the chosen people to be saved. Amen. So at the end of the day, we all got to accept Christ. Amen. God is just and fair on how he does things. Amen. Now, what's their problem? The problem with some of the Jews that don't want to accept Christ is what? They just want to keep doing the law that they can't do. Huh? That's why Jesus called them hypocrites. He talked to the Pharisees and said, you hypocrites? Huh? Y'all putting on, on them heathens a law and everybody else, y'all trying to put that law on them and y'all can't do it yourself. <laughs> Amen. Huh? They trying to put on us a law that they can't keep. So Jesus just made, so God just made it fair. He said, I'm going to die for all of them. And if they don't receive me, they can't see the kingdom of God. Is that what he said in the scripture? You have to be born again. Everybody. There's no exceptions. How many things we got to do? One. Amen. Just that. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Look at verse 24. It says, even us whom he have called, not the Jews only, but also of the Gentiles. Even us that called. How huh? we got to be born again. Not the Jews only, but also the us too. Everybody. Amen. Look at verse 25. As he has, as he saith also in Osi, I will call them my people, which are not my people, and her beloved which was not beloved. Amen? See, we wasn't God's people at first. Huh? Now he calls us his people. We're his children. We're in the family. How do we get there? We just received Christ. Amen? <laughs> and you all know what the, what the other scriptures say. That's a stumbling block for some. Oh, I, can't, I just can't do it. For the Jews, it's, a, it's really more for the Jews than us. They like, no, we 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 got we we can we can be so good we can get to heaven. There's no such thing. Amen. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, love. Look at verse 26. It says, And it shall come to pass that in the place where it was said unto them, You are not my people, there shall they be called the children of the living God. <laughs> Everybody say amen to that. We are the children of the living God. Amen. In the, it says, and it shall come to pass that in the place where it was said unto them, ye are not my people, Israel. Uh, y'all you, 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 not, uh, not God. Y'all some heathens. Y'all some Gentiles. Y'all, we God's chosen people. Huh? Y'all some heathens. Amen. But look what the scripture is saying. It shall come to pass that in the place where it was said unto them, you are not my people, there shall they be called the children of the living God. That's us. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Well, what about Israel, saints? Huh? We know where we stand. Now, what about Israel? Look at verse 27. Isaiah also crieth concerning Israel. Though the number of the children of Israel be as the sand of the sea, a remnant shall be saved. Isn't that kind of sad? It's a lot of them. <laughs> Isn't that what God said? I'm going to bless y'all. I'm going to bless you, Abraham. I'm going to bless you. I mean, it's going to be like the sand of the sea. But only a remnant of them is going to be saved. Why? Why is that? A remnant of God's chosen is going to be saved. 
Huh? Because they reject the Messiah. You must be born again. I don't care who you are. Amen. You have to be born again. So, yeah, they were God's chosen people. All of that. In that holy land. All of that. He took them out of Egypt. He took them out of bondage. All of that. Amen. But they got to be saved. They got to accept Jesus. And they don't want to do that. Amen. Just like many of us don't want to do that. Oh, no, I'm not doing it. I can't do it. Well, then how are your sins going to ever be forgiven? <laughs> Amen. That's the problem. You got a sin problem. We all do. <clears throat> and the only way to get it forgiven is in Christ. Say amen to that, saints. Look at verse 28. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. 28 says, for he will finish the work and cut it short in righteousness because a short work will the Lord make upon the earth. <laughs> See, yeah, these last days look grim, saints of God. But please know that God is going to finish the work and he's going to cut it short. Amen. This is not going on forever. And because you know what? There's some scriptures that say if God wouldn't cut it short, even the elect will be in trouble. He got to cut this short. What's going on right now? What we're seeing right now, he has to cut it short because it's just going so out of control and God is in control. Amen. I'm going to read that scripture again. For he will finish the work and cut it short. Why would he cut it short, saints? In righteousness. Huh? It's got to be righteous in Christ. Amen. Where's our righteousness? In Christ. Amen. Our righteousness is not in ourselves. It's in Christ. Thank you, Jesus. So he's going to cut this. He's going to finish the work and cut this thing short in righteousness. Because a short work will the Lord make upon the earth. He said, I'm going to make a short work out of the earth. Amen. Father, we thank you, Lord. Hallelujah to you, Lord. A short work will the Lord make upon the earth. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, I just want to say thank you today, Lord, for your word, Lord, because it looks so grim, Father. It looks like it's just totally out of control, and every day it doesn't look like it's getting get better. But we know, one, we have to be born of you, and two, you're going to you're gonna cut this thing short. Amen. <laughs> We're not going to suffer through this to watch this kind of things that's going on today forever. Amen. You will cut it short, Lord, and we thank you for your word. Thank you, Lord, that we are not ignorant to your word, Lord. We just thank you. We thank you. We thank you today. In Jesus' name, amen.